Deer plugged in. You in on this? Toyota's versatile SUVs roll up their sleeves and take on tough jobs, dress up for a night out, or haul your family and friends with their spacious interiors. And they're available with some real sweet tech. Want a hybrid SUV? Oh yeah, they got those too. All with a slew of standard features so you won't break the bank. Get the juice at Toyota.com, folks. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. Since 1972, Denver Rubber Company has provided the highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets, molded rubber, to custom contract manufacturing, and custom hoses. But more specifically, with the snow rolling in once again this weekend... They are your one-stop shop for everything and anything snowplows. They can create blades that can be cut to any length and slotted for mounting to meet your exact specifications. They can make them in any quantity that you desire, and they can do so quickly. And they're even double-sided for extended use. They've been locally owned since 1972 here in and around Denver, which is awesome. You can reach them for any of your snowplow needs or other projects using rubber at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com slash dnvr. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. Shoots and scars! Nathan McKinnon! Call JT Comfer! 877 goes now! Gabriel Landeskog! Collective hugs! 29 and 92! See me by Grubauer! Move over, Picasso! This piece of art is by McKinnon, my goodness gracious! <laughs> Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits, with two convenient locations in Centennial and Highlands Ranch. They have you covered with beers, wines, and liquors from just about anywhere you can imagine. You can download their app today and sign up for their loyalty program to get amazing deals and even get your alcohol delivered so you don't have to leave home. Home. They have tastings on Fridays and Saturdays as well, and you can even go in and ask them to order specific products if there's something that you are looking for. Just all around awesome guys. Just don't forget to download their app and shop that way as well as sign up for their loyalty program. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Hayfley. Obviously, a lot of news going on around not just the NHL, but almost all major sports around the world at the moment. We will get into that, but let's cover the news first pertaining to the Avs. That being, they defeated the New York Rangers last night in overtime, 3-2, to two, as Kale McCarr basically rocked up and said, what up, boys? You know, it, it's 
it's incredibly impressive because he did not play well. Like, Kale McCarr just was not very good last night. And I mean, I wouldn't say he didn't play well. I, he just, a lot of rust, I would I say. I don't think he was good last night at all. I was telling Evan throughout the game, I was like, man, he is really struggling. He, I mean, the puck was just bouncing off his stick. He... <laughs> Uh, he was he was throwing pucks into teammates' feet. It just looked like all of the timing, all the rust, all that stuff, like totally natural. Like it's not like a harsh criticism to say a guy doesn't play well. He just didn't play well. Like, and it wasn't totally unexpected. He jumps right back into a playoff atmosphere, intensity level of a game. Uh, two teams that really wanted to win last night and were going hard at each other totally natural and that he walked out with a, a three point night. Um, I mean, that's really all you need to know about Kale McCarr just as a, as a, as a player and I, you know, less so as a person, but certainly as a player, because that's for him, for him to, to, to pull the rabbit out of the hat like that was, uh, it was extremely impressive uh, just to all night, like didn't just, was not very good and then at the very end comes up with the big play and you just felt it coming like you really did every time you got the puck in overtime there was just a different electricity about it where it was like yep. oh man that magic feel yeah and they got a little bit lucky uh Zabana Jad rocked one off the post in in overtime but you know what the abs, the abs again outplayed a team in overtime. They absolutely deserve to win that game. I mean, I think they got more than a little bit lucky. The Rangers did hit three posts across that game. Oh, they got but. they got quite lucky throughout. And given all of the bad luck that they have suffered in terms of injuries and the lineup that they had to ice last night and all of that, I'm in no way apologetic about it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They, <laughs> Like, Pavel Francouz was both brilliant and hilariously lucky at the same time. I don't know how to measure up to that. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to analyze that and make heads or tails of that. Doesn't matter. That's just how the, that's just reality. And Makar, not his most memorable performance. And at the same time, put his stamp on the game in a way that only a player of his caliber can. Yeah. You don't have a bad game and get three assists in it unless you're something special. That's just kind of the way things tend to go. But I can't believe that uh, that goal still hasn't been given to him. I've watched I've, the replay yeah, a hundred times. I've watched it. I really don't think Confer touches it. I don't either. I think I, because I, when I first saw it, I was like, oh yeah, he totally touches that. And then I kept watching it, and I was like, I think it's an optical illusion. I think this just goes off uh, uh, Georgiev's glove. And the more I've watched it, the more I've become convinced that it's totally off his glove. And that that's not Copper's goal. I will say, in the arena, though, and this was originally why I thought it was tipped, you heard it. You heard a smack. Yeah. yeah, you could hear you could hear the sound uh, of the stick. And that was why I was like, I'm pretty sure that's tipped. But the more I've watched it, the less the less confident I've become in that. But I don't know what that sound. I don't know where that sound would have come from otherwise. 
Regardless, awesome play. Entertaining <laughs> overtime. Um, Mika Zabanajad is a cherry-picking son of a gun, isn't he? That whole Panarin was doing it, too. Like, that Rangers team just kind of seems to set up for that. I wonder, I, I the Canucks did this a little bit, too. Someone's got a book on the abs with that a little bit, maybe. Exactly. I'm starting to wonder last night. I was like, this looks an awful lot like how the Canucks attacked Colorado. And like, cause they've been giving up an abnormal number of breakouts. And if there's one thing about this defense core that you would definitely be able to criticize, it's that throughout the six of them, foot speed is not, a strength. Right. You have Makar, but everyone else on that blue line, they're not exactly flyers. Right. Like, Gerard's a great skater, but he's not particularly fast. Right. Very smooth in that regard. Right. And, like, Johnson and Zadorov, same thing. Like, they're good, they're good, solid skaters, but speed isn't what you're thinking about with those guys. It's, yeah, they all have their specifics, right? EJ's just kind of lost a step if we are being honest. Zadorov when he gets up to speed is fast, but he needs a runway. <laughs> right. And oh god, somebody's behind me is not that runway. No, no it is not. And then obviously Ryan Graves has always been a bit slower on the foot speed side right. as well. So It's and- always been like one of his big like things. Like, oh, this is this is the Ryan Graves problem is that the foot speed just isn't there for him. And Ian Cole had double hip surgery last off season, so <laughs> right. Well, and like and like never never was his game to begin with. Very true. So yeah, definitely a weak point to the Avs D. <laughs> yeah, and and we saw them attack that, and I f- just couldn't help but think I was one. I was sitting there last night, and I was like, I wonder if this is something that teams with higher end offensive players I, like. I, I wonder if this is going to be something we see. Yeah, uh, it makes sense. Uh, also, what we talked about on yesterday's show, where when the abs are depleted on offense, they do tend to lean towards their defense to help them produce. Obviously, McCarr getting all three points or points and all three goals in this game. You can't sit back as much as the abs defense in these type of situations. So maybe getting even more exposed than usual. Yeah, Um I also I also wonder if um like Colorado's really good 5v5 and yeah. one of the things that they do well is they come back uh they come back hard as a unit and they don't give up a lot of rush chances that's not something that they do and so I I wonder if that also plays a role into like, okay, how do we peel apart kind of the layering that Colorado sets up defensively and flying the zone like that is what is what Vancouver tried to do and was successful doing. And the Rangers were like, okay, well, we've got exactly one line that can pull this trick because if you look at it, uh, uh, Panarin and Zabanajad had six shots on goal each and Buchanevich had five. That's yeah. 17 of their 28, was it? So uh, they had 32. Colorado had 28. Okay. So So, over half their shots. Exactly. Over half of their shots came from that one line and that's what they were doing. That's how they were acting. And so it's like, okay, this is, this is, I think this is becoming a conscious thing. 
uh, and this is this is something that we need to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah. Um. Obviously, with all the other stuff that happened <laughs> after the game, now maybe I don't know how to feel about it, but I do think you know, regardless of all that, it was it was something conscious that was happening. Yeah, right. It was something that I noticed, um, and I was curious after the Vancouver game and the success that that they had if we would see it again, and for it to happen a couple games later with the only team that has the kind of offensive talent to pull that trick in those in that stretch. Um, I do think it's interesting and, and noteworthy and they, you know, I sent out a tweet last night during the game. I, I just said, is this, is this how other teams feel going against McKinnon where it's like, Oh God, we're just trying to survive this shift. Don't let them score this time. Yep. Because that's very much what it felt like every time Zabanajad and Panarin and Puchnevich were on the ice. Pretty much. I mean, the Avs, especially after Donskoy got hurt late in the game, the Avs had one real top six player in their lineup <laughs> in Gabe Landeskog. So they were pretty limited. Yeah. Um, uh, their overtime game-winning lineup was JT Comfer, Pierre-Edouard Belmar, and Kale McCarr. <laughs> so. It, yeah, and Landeskog was on the ice. Belmar got the assist. Right, sure. The but that's their top line is right. And like Matt Nieto had a penalty shot and saw ice time. Like Yep. Uh Evan and I were talking after the game. We were like, Why didn't Tyson Jost play in in OT? Like he's he had another really good game. He did. And Hard to argue. I, I think that we're starting to see this happen more and more with um overtime in Bedner is that he's going with these defensive guys the very reliable types or whatever you want to right. call them. the 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 guys who are really smart and who are going to play the no mistake style and i think that that just i think i think he's viewing that as this is buying time for the other guys to get a little bit of rest and then we'll put the offensive guys back out there and try and win with them and then last night while they were kind of transitioning um, getting Belmar off the ice, Landis got gone, and McCarr was already out there. Um, and Graves, because Graves had been out there before, and then Graves went off, and then McCarr came on. Uh, they sort of transitioned from that defensive survival mode into, okay, now let's try and win it, and then and they McCarr did. won it. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it worked out. Like, finally, the Avs did something in overtime that actually worked and they were able to like actually finish a play and oh my gosh happy days for all of that one moment anyway um yeah yeah i wrapping up thoughts on this game a little bit i'm sure we'll talk about it more as as we go through other stuff but for it was this segment really entertaining hockey game it it was very back and forth with that cherry picking you were talking about i mean very weird feel in the arena um, yeah, with for every other reasons. Yeah, happened that had happened before the game even started. Right, like I sat down, I I walked in to the arena in one world, uh, living in one world, and by the time uh, they were going through the anthems, we were living in a totally different one. Yep, just the reality had completely changed in the hour that I was at the arena. It was it was crazy. It was insane how fast it happened and. A little, a little shocking, to be honest. 
yeah, the I don't think anyone expected it to flip a switch like that, but right, I, I it like, did. It was coming. I think we all felt it. Yeah, but for it to have happened the way that it did was like blow my in your face. Yeah, <laughs> but about the game, a great game, a very entertaining game, and uh, a very big win. Honestly. It it could have been a bigger win had Anaheim pulled it off against uh against St. Yeah. Louis, but you know how well, that goes. Yeah, that is just kind of the way it seems to be in the central division. But either way, maybe uh maybe we could have seen the danger coming because the Avs PP has been relatively successful as of late. So Something had to be off because of that. <laughs> right. The, the power play did well. Something screwed up in the universe. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, we'll get out of this uh, first period here for you. Time to let you know about Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. If you're looking for it, you still haven't tried it, you can use the Breck Beer Locator online. Anywhere in the United States, it will tell you where to go to pick yourself up some tasty Breck brew of whichever kind you prefer, whether it be the Colorado Core, the Hot Peak, the Strawberry Sky, you name it. We also still have a bar. It is also still going to open on Friday at 530 so if you want to hang out with us, come on down. We will happily drink beer with you. I'm still going to be there. Obviously, with everything going on, take care of yourself. If you have any immunocompromisation issues, don't come. <laughs> Obviously, health is number one here. We still are looking forward to the bar very much and everything we're going to do there. But with the cancellation of games and all of that, just be safe. Let's yep. put it that way. Make, make some more choices for yourself. Um, yep. We will. No rush. Bar's not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Um, we're very much looking forward to spending time with everybody when the world kind of returns to normal. So be be smart. Make make good choices. And uh, if you if you are comfortable coming out this Friday, we will all be there now. There's no game for us to cover. So. Uh, I will definitely be there drowning some hockey missing sorrows and would love to see as many of you as possible. Yep. Still going to be a fun time and a fun place to hang out at the very least. So 100%. looking forward to that side of it. Uh, yeah, we'll be back in a second. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine and Spirits with Rudo and AJ. So the Avs won. Kale McCarr led them to the victory. and. Unfortunately, that might be the Av season going out with a bang in Game 70, as obviously with everything going on, this was triggered by an NBA player testing positive for coronavirus. At this point, I think nearly every major sports league has been suspended in some way or another. At the, I know everything going on at the Pepsi Center has been suspended as yeah. the, the KSC team released that. They're stopping all of their their major sports. Um, it's obviously not great. I, I understand exactly that you got to do what you got to do. It's it's for the yeah. best of everyone. There are things that are far more important than hockey going on in the world. So I understand Hard to that sometimes. Of, yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> but understand that side of it. A lot of 
ball's still up in the air here. Nothing is completely clear on what the next steps are for professional sports. There are rumors flying around everywhere. Basically, the only solid statement from the NHL so far is that they've decided to suspend the season and they're looking into their options and working with experts. A lot of rumors flying around that teams are looking into availability of their buildings in July and what exactly the plan is going forward. Yep. And that's about all we know. So it's not, uh, it's obviously not ideal. Uh, the ads were in a great situation. They, uh, they had pulled away totally from Dallas, especially with the win last night. They were, they were gone. Yep. Um, it was a two horse race to, to win the West. And now uh, we, you know, not knowing when they want to resume the season, what the plan is. Uh, it's hard to, it's hard to feel much of anything about any of this, to be honest, uh, just because it's, it, it obviously sucks that the season in some fashion uh, is over um, because it's not like they're going to, even if they resume in three weeks, which feels like absolute best case scenario, right? It's not like they're just going to play the last 12 games of their schedule. Yeah. The most optimistic view I've seen out there is they truncate the end of the season where every team plays like 73, 74 games or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they play a, a shortened version of the playoffs where the first round is an even best of seven. Right. So do you like the NBA and make it a best of five? Right. So games are going to get missed one way or another. Yep. And that's just kind of the reality of the situation right now. I there's, and that's the best case scenario. There's a very real possibility that no more regular season games get played from today and, and potentially even the playoffs. I, if they're able to get it done, I would love to see them. Uh, when they come, say say May first, everything like we have the all clear. It, yeah, like obviously not. If if you're getting the all clear to play sports, it's like life is going on and the world People is getting are back to stuff. normal. Yeah. So uh, it's like I I what I would love to see, and I'm actually. <laughs> very slowly working on it because my motivation level is, as you might expect, uh, not trunc- great at the moment. Yeah. We'll, we'll say truncated <laughs> <laughs> accurate. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, what, what, what I would like to see them do is come back and play best of threes to decide some of the standings, the like close wild cards and stuff. Right. Like uh, Washington wins the Metro, even though they only have a one point lead over Philly, Washington wins the Metro Pittsburgh gets the three Boston wins the Atlantic Tampa Bay gets the two, the three seed in the Atlantic. This is where I would start with my fun Toronto and Florida, because there's a three point difference, but they played a different number of games. I would say best of three winner gets the third seed loser is done for the season because um, that's just how I would do it. And well, yeah, it makes more sense when it's, you're talking about being in or out of the playoffs. Right. And then I would solve this four team cluster uh, from the Metro that are all fighting for the wild card. 
and are all between 79 and 81 points, but have different numbers of games played. I would say I would Carolina and the Rangers, best of three. Columbus and the Islanders, best of three. And winner of Carolina and the Rangers gets the number one wild card seed. Winner of Columbus and the Islanders gets the number two wild card seed. That would definitely be fun. And sort of like a, a miniature play-in. You know, you have you have it spread out across five days. And then the other teams, and then out west. So what I would do out west is the Central finishes as the Central. The Pacific finishes as the Pacific. Like, those standings are all accurate. St. Louis wins the yeah. Central. Vegas wins the Pacific. Colorado and Dallas, Edmonton and Calgary are the first-round matchups. How to solve this wild card? What I would do is Arizona. Life is hard. I'm sorry, but you're out. They're, they're too far out. They just. Too far I mean, out. it's they're they're three. They're uh, they're four points back uh, of Nashville, and they've gone five and five in their last ten. Like they just haven't been very good. Um, and just four points. I'm just I'm drawing an arbitrary line and saying your season's over. Sorry, and. Winnipeg and Minnesota uh, have a best of three. Nashville and Vancouver have a best of three. Winner of Winnipeg, Minnesota gets the first wild card, uh, which would play Vegas. And Nashville, Vancouver winner uh, plays St. Louis. You could have Vancouver play Calgary, too, is the only thing. Because they're one point back of Calgary. And yeah, I just, know, that's, if, it gets if real gonna, complicated. Well, yeah. if we're going to throw Calgary into it, then that's where I would say, okay, we'll just include Arizona too. That way you have an even number of teams. Uh, I think I'd include Dallas before I include Arizona. Uh, I would, I just wouldn't because, again, like it's just, it's clean, it's cleaner this way. Right, I, obviously. Like, wait. These these are these are the teams like this is what they've earned on paper. If they decide to go, well, all the only reason that I'm I would say that the, this is what I would do to resume the season is to give the teams that were in a playoff race a chance. Like if if we resumed the if we just said okay, the standings are what the standings are. The playoffs start right now. Like Vancouver ends up with 78 points, tied with Nashville, and they lose out. Like that sucks. They lose out because of one regulation win. Yeah, it's brutal. And so I'm saying, hey, give these teams that are actually on the bubble a chance to play their way in. Dallas isn't really on the bubble. It's just, are they a wild card team or are they the third seed in the central? You know. So it's I'm I'm for me I'm just like no like that the the, the at this point those teams have earned what they've earned, and the only reason that I had Toronto and Florida play. Uh, in the East was because I thought it would be messed up to take Florida out of the running when they're as close as they are, but they also have uh, fewer games played. So if you wanted to just eliminate that and just have Carolina, Columbus, the Islanders, and the Rangers all play as the wild cards and the top three seeds in each of the divisions right now, they're all locked in and set. I'd also be fine with that. But that's what I would do. I would give those teams that were in a real playoff chase a chance to stay um, in, a, in in their playoff chase. And what I would do with the all of the other teams is I would have uh, them practice 
with each other, basically. Like scrimmage, essentially. Exactly. Like very, like no, no refereeing, none of that. But like, uh, hey, let's get let's get close back to game shape because yeah. you're not going to be able to recreate that, right? But you're also like, hey, you don't want these teams playing. Like I, I, I don't want any of these teams to play each other and have somebody, you know, for meaningless games because you guys are just trying to get warmed up or whatever, and somebody somebody gets hurt. So right. let's. Low intensity, whatever, like, let's just try and get back into shape. And they practice against each other for the five days while uh, while these these best of three series play out. You're and going then, preseason intensity, but no one's fighting for a job. Basically. Exactly. And then from there, what you do is uh, you have best a best of five first round. Yeah. And then second round and on, you go back to you resume best of seven. And you try and get it done as quickly as you can. So that's my proposal for if they resume on May 1st. That's what I would do. And because I think, one, I think the play-in series would be incredible theater. I mean, Minnesota Minnesota and Winnipeg, Nashville and Vancouver going at it for, for playoff spots, I think would just be... You know, and then and then the 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 bloodbath out east. I just think that would be tremendous theater. Well, there's no, uh, I'm not going to say NHL players aren't going 100 percent in a best of seven series because I think they do. But when it's a best of three, <laughs> there's no time. You lose game one, and your back's against the wall immediately. Right, you're facing elimination, and the whole thing. You'd start it. Let's see here. What's what's May first? Let's just pull up the calendar. There you go. It's a Friday. Perfect. <laughs> so it's a Friday. The West starts on Friday. The East starts on Saturday. Yep. The whole thing is done uh, by uh, Wednesday of the next week at the latest. And then uh, Friday the 8th, you're starting the second round. Yeah. And then and then you have another. And then from there, you have a best of five. So you do the play-ins or best of three. The, the the first round is best of five. So that should only take like 10 days realistically. Right. And so about, you know, you're, you're done in, by the 19th or 20th of May with the first round. Yeah. Right. And then the same, just roughly same May 19th, you're starting round two, best of sevens. Yeah. So round two would take you into the first week of June. So you're, you're about a week and a half behind yeah but not so much so that you would necessarily have to move the draft and free agency and all of that where your off season uh you're not having a truncated off season right everyone gets the rest that's normal and all that right and that way you're not dipping into this isn't not carrying over into next season uh it's just gonna be like hey the stanley cup gets awarded and like the Monday of the awards ceremony. And then everybody goes to Vegas and they do the awards and then they go to Montreal to have the draft. And it all just happens extremely quickly. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm, I'm for it. I keep the optimism that they can return to play early enough for this to happen. Basically. Oh yeah, obviously. And like, and I, and I feel like May 1st is giving them a chance. Cause I feel like this talk of them coming back in April is extremely optimistic. I uh, obvious disclaimer here. 
we're not experts, you know, right. we, we don't study viruses, but it seems like three weeks is a very, very quick time frame for anything to change globally. Right. For it to be like, okay, hey, we've gotten, we've gotten a handle on the spread of this thing, um, the, this thing that we have no uh, stated vaccine for yet. Right. And it's like, okay, but we've gotten, we've, we've, we've slowed the spread of it to the point where it's under control. We're good. We can resume having events with 20,000 people. Yeah, it's and just... It just feels like three weeks is an awfully optimistic view of that. Even May 1st seems like to me like... On we're the like, optimistic side, for sure. Right, yeah. It's not quite pie in the sky, but it's not far off. Yeah. I, it's, it does seem very, very quickly for that development to come along and we'll probably take a little bit more negative view in the next periods because we got to get out of the second period here, but keep this period in mind for the optimistic side. Hopefully. (laughs) Um, If you want to, you want to get things going that optimistic way, as Strava says, drink deeply, live fully and wash your damn hands. Strava craft is a CBD infused coffee that you can now purchase in K cups. And you also have whole bean or ground options as well. And with all these diseases out there, you can purchase online. You don't have to go out and get it and get 20% off when you use code DNVR 20 and you can get it shipped to you quick and easy. The CBD is a non psychoactive and it's been known to help with things like long-term migraines, decreasing anxiety, arthritis, IBS, helping with aches and pains all over the place. So if you want to give it a shot, highly recommend it. Again, just remember to use that code DNVR20 to get your 20% off. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. I'm Rudo. He's AJ. NHL hockey is suspended, so we've already got our minds running on what interesting ideas we can come up with for when they return. AJ already talked about his play-in games. If you're a a longtime podcast listener, you'll know I like to take some uh, ideas from the GSL. I love this idea. It's super tournament time, baby. (laughs) I love this idea. I forgot you proposed this to me the other day, and I was like, oh, that's a good idea. And I totally (laughs) forgot about it. I love this. (laughs) Although this would probably make more sense if they could physically see it. Yeah, because it would make a lot to get very complicated. Maybe I can make a video out of that. So you should definitely make an accompanying video that's like, hey, this is what my idea was. Because this is going to be hard to hard to follow without being able to visually see it. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to whip something up tonight <laughs> to, to throw along with it. Um, so there's 31 teams in the NHL, so it's a little bit odd. But what uh, what one person I saw did was they just gave Boston a buy for the first group set. Oh, because so you they want to include the whole NHL. Oh yeah. We're not just going 16. We're going the full 31. Oh, you're going to reward Detroit with the potential, huh? Uh, if by reward the Detroit with the potential, you mean give that group a free win. I just I'm okay. Let's 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 roll the idea out so that I can criticize this part of it. Okay. So <laughs> In this in this scenario, Boston gets a bye th- for the first uh, group set. So there's okay. 30 teams, and you'd have to do uh, 
all of them divided into groups of, of five, I guess, because numbers, that's how they work since it's 30 and not 16. So you'd have six groups of five, right? And the way I would do it, it's almost more esports in general. Uh, you have them all play round robin, right? Mm-hmm. For the first round. Well, first you have them select their groups. All right. We, we need to, I need to be specific here because I know people aren't going to know what I'm talking about. There's you, like three people who are listening to this who are like, yep, I got this. I got this. We're, we're ready. All right. So Boston gets a buy. You have 30 teams. You go in order of their points in, in the league-wide standings right now. So I believe is St. Louis in second league-wide? I can look. Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. So the St. Louis would go first, and they're in a group. They can pick their opponent, anyone in the league. Let's just assume they pick Detroit, because why wouldn't you pick Detroit? Um, that sets up group one. Then you go to the third highest points team, which happens to be Colorado. They are in the second group. They pick whatever team they want to play against. Who would you pick? I mean, Ottawa. <laughs> would you? Yeah. So you I would, would just not even mess with California? No. Okay. I'm down. No. Definitely not. <laughs> Just give me Ottawa. <laughs> give me a team I know the Avs can beat fairly consistently and are bad. Uh, goes so on and so forth. There would be six groups. So the leaders of each group would be St. Louis, Colorado, then Tampa Bay, Washington, and Philly. And uh, Pittsburgh would all be at the top of their groups. They'd each pick a team. Then is where it gets interesting. There's now two teams in every group. You go back to the top St. Louis group, which is St. Louis and Detroit in this scenario. Detroit picks the next team in that division. So if they wanted to, out of spite, Detroit could put pick Vegas. And then that group is St. Louis, Detroit, and Vegas. And all of a sudden, you're building a group of death. Same kind of scenario. You go down the list over and over until every team is selected and all the groups are filled out. Each group plays round robin they play each other one time in this scenario the top two teams would advance and then the third team in each group to make 16 because there's six groups 12 13 so yeah you take the top the third team in each group which is six and put them into a playoff where i this is not a fully fleshed out idea but you have six teams three more of them are going to advance you randomly select the teams that they play, the three winners advance. You get to round of 16, then you just repeat the process. There's going to be four groups of essentially round-robin play. Boston picks the first group. If St. Louis moved on, they pick the second group, so on and so forth. Right. So they're selecting their opponents. You do group play through the first two rounds of an entire NHL-wide tournament. Then you get to the top eight, and from there... They just play each other as normal. You can do best of sevens, best of fives, whichever it is. Granted, the gigantic issue with this would be it's going to take a significant amount of time to play through all of those games. So probably not realistic, but would be extremely fun if, say, they came back around the same time AJ did. AJ says it in May. And you can have a full NHL tournament to bring back hockey. Everyone gets to enjoy a bit of hockey because with the group set up, every team gets to play at least four games then. It isn't just the complete elimination of anyone not in the playoffs. 
I think if you were going to do that as well, uh, there should be host cities. Absolutely. Neutral sites, all that. Well, I'm not even saying neutral sites. Like I'm saying like the first group stage, um, St. Louis gets to host it. Colorado gets to host it. Sure. That's it. Just logistically, you would need something like that. Right. And then you, you could just continue to play through the games through like a, you know, I don't know, like two weeks or whatever you would need to get through all of them. Uh, I would say my biggest, my, my biggest beef with that is that you have the entire league and, and you could, if you just chop off that first round and start at the round of 16, you absolutely could. That's what I'm saying is that the, the entire league doesn't deserve to be in this. Like that, that makes the entire 70 games or so that, that everybody in the league has played irrelevant. So let's say that, let's say we do the round of 16 makes it a lot simpler. You just have mm-hmm. the four groups where the top four teams pick their opponent and so on. And down so, the list. I that, would do means, it. that means that the Rangers getting that extra point last night with 13 right. seconds left puts them in the playoffs over Calgary despite being tied. Exactly. No divisions here. Just the top 16 teams in the NHL. Yeah. Which which would be Rangers and Winnipeg make it. Calgary, Florida, Nashville, Vancouver miss uh, with the Isles and Columbus and Carolina getting in on the east side. Yeah. So. I think it would be really fun. I, I've always been a big fan of those large tournament style esports type of things. So. They are they are very cool. Um, the real sad reality is, I think there's a very real possibility that the playoffs just don't even get played at all this season. I do too. Um, and if they do, it may even be like we're talking about. Maybe they only bring the top eight. Maybe uh, I was going to say the top four because you've got two East and two West. That's true. Boston, Tampa Bay, St. Louis, Colorado, best on best go. And just just to crown a champion, basically. Yep, just to say that you did it. Well, I was going to say do best of eight, and, and the eight is best of three. Like, very, very short. And uh, So if they did that, the, the top eight? Yeah. Um, LOL. Edmonton would find their, themselves on the outside again. <laughs> Uh, and then it would be, it would only be three Western teams. And so if you, if if you did just one through eight seating, it would be Boston, Vegas in the first round, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, Colorado, Philly, Tampa Bay, Washington. I mean, I think those are fun (laughs) matchups. I think, I think the only one that on a national level would not appeal would probably be Colorado, Philly. Yeah. Two teams with absolutely no history whatsoever. That just sort of exists. Like the only thing they're linked by is the Eric Lindros trade. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> that is it. So if, I think that would be an interesting way to do it. That That is not just a pipe dream of me wanting to see a super tournament. Let's, but... let's dig into it a little bit more though. Uh, so let's say, let's say they do the one through 16. Okay. The full 16. Yeah. If you're Boston, yeah. who do you pick? I mean, I'm taking Winnipeg over the Rangers if I'm Boston. Okay, but. so uh, so in this in this case, the top four teams are picking their groups, right? Yes, Boston, St. Louis, Colorado, Tampa Bay. In that okay, order. let's just do this. Let's do this on the fly. Well, sure, we'll just draft it. You're Boston. You take Winnipeg. I'm taking Winnipeg. I know you're afraid of Hellebuck. I don't think Boston is. Um. Well, Boston's got the goaltending to match. So very I, true. Yeah, I think that that's a good that's a good smart pick. 
Uh, if I'm St. Louis, I think I'm taking the Islanders because yeah. they want to play the same kind of game, but St. Louis Super is better at it. Grindy, low event, boring first round hockey. Exactly. And, and the Islanders have been have been really bad lately. So uh, I would take the the Islanders would be my first round opponent. All right, I so like that. Now you get Colorado. Mm, I think I like Columbus. I like Columbus for Colorado of these really? choices. I would have said I would have honestly gone with the Rangers because you remember Colorado's going to be healthy. And I think I, that I think that what we saw last night, if the Rangers want to dare play that way against a healthy Colorado, I am all for that. I they the Avs are going to be healthy, but I think they just have Columbus's number. The Rangers are a team that they split a lot of games with over the years in the regular season. Uh, I, I'm not afraid of Elvis in the playoffs at all. I'm okay. way more scared of Georgiev. Georgiev can't say his name. Yeah, I can't either. Um, I really, I have a lot more faith in the abs handling this Columbus team who just doesn't have the high-end talent, right? They basically have Seth Jones to, to lean on and, and Wierenski, I suppose. But on that two defensemen, their mm-hmm. offensive side just isn't enough to keep up with the Avs, whereas okay. the Rangers have Panarin and Zibanejad, as we've seen. <laughs> okay. Uh, and if I'm if I'm Tampa Bay, I'm taking the Rangers. Oh, yeah. At, at a certain point, someone's got to take the Rangers. Um, so how this would work is Winnipeg would pick next. Boy, I mean, it's too it's too sweet for them not to put Toronto in Boston's group, right? That would be a good troll. <laughs> that would honestly be a good troll. I think I think they'd have to at that point. Yeah, that's what I'd go with. Uh, okay, so uh, so for the Islanders, uh, I think I would take. Carolina okay. because I want a little revenge for last year's postseason for sure you get that revenge mm-hmm. Carolina is the type of team where if you're the Islanders you say if we can shut them down their game plan kind of falls apart right so I can see that uh, next up would be Columbus in the abs group hmm <laughs> I mean, there's an obvious one here. I mean, I don't think they would take Dallas. If that's you don't what you're think saying. so? You, I mean, you're trying to get out of the group, right? You are, but... And Colorado's the best team in the group. Colorado lost all their games to Dallas. I guess that's true. All right. All right. You've convinced me. We can go with Dallas. Just that... rolling the dice on the numbers on that one. Let me. And they've lost six in a row. Although by the time these games resume, that won't matter anymore. Yeah, not not one bit. Well, they haven't won a game in three months. You know, we're only also haven't played a game in two and a half months. Colorado, Columbus, and Dallas. All right. And then this is the Rangers and Tampa group. Which is you, I think. Yeah, I would take Edmonton. Uh, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of just going down the list, top to bottom at this point. Which yeah, I'd be perfectly happy. Pittsburgh, and I, I, if again, 
considering that these games would get played later on, Pittsburgh's going to get a lot healthier. Yeah, it's and true. Edmonton is who they are. So, all right. So back to the Boston, Winnipeg, Toronto group. Um, and the only teams that we have left are Washington, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Vegas. Yeah, all good teams. Um, I mean, I think Toronto probably just picks Vegas because they're the least intimate with that team of the rest of them. Being you, think the one gonna, the one. you think the team that wants to play high-scoring games is going to pick the one with the best goaltending situation? I mean, I don't think they want to play Pittsburgh for sure. See, I would take Washington there just because of the – purely because of goaltending. I, I think I'd probably take Philly before Washington. You just don't trust the rise? I don't okay. at all. Like – and uh, look they have at a Toronto's record on the road. So it's look not at like... Toronto's defense and look at Alex Ovechkin, and you just go, "Nah, yeah. ain't, ain't living that life." <laughs> yeah, I'm, but I mean, uh, yeah, okay. I just think with that offensive firepower, they could against a very shaky goaltending duo. And... I, I definitely, I'd, I'd be way more comfortable, I think, with Philly than Vegas. Thinking about their defense, because. Vegas would just run that through. Okay, so you're taking Vegas? Uh, for, the, for the Boston, Toronto, was, Winnipeg group? Should I should I take Vegas or Philly? What do you think? This is your group. This is your pick. I'll go with uh I'll go with Philly then. I changed okay. my mind. I think Vegas was Vegas would ruin their defense. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, St. Louis group. Um, yep. so I've got what St. Louis, St. Louis, the Islanders, and Carolina. Yep. Um, I think that's where I take Washington because I believe in the uh, that's the weakest goaltending situation that they'll have in the in that group. You believe Svetch is gonna do the uh, the lacrosse goal on him over and over and over? Oh, only in my dreams. <laughs> All right, so that brings the Avs group, which is Colorado, Columbus, Dallas, Pittsburgh, or Vegas. Good luck. Yeah, that, that's brutal. <laughs> well, Pittsburgh uh, they lost twice too, and Vegas they've blown out twice. I mean, I want to take Vegas just because I know that those games would be awesome to watch. Yeah, it's not just, I mean, the Dallas is the team picking. Right. I can't see any way Dallas would take Pittsburgh. I mean, Dallas hates their life. They don't want to play either of those teams. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, you go with Vegas and you kind of just, you sit on that and say, hey, look, it's, this Vegas top end, which is not Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. Exactly. <laughs> like at the end of the day, it's like, are you taking your chances against Crosby and Malkin? Are you going to seriously pick them and say that we want that? That's to me. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, that's just extra motivation. That would be no way for me. All right. So I would not pick them at all <laughs> to run down the groups that we came with Boston, Winnipeg, Toronto, Philly. 
that sounds like a Boston wet dream, basically. Yeah. Um, I don't even know who the second team that would get out of that is, to be honest. Philly, maybe. I, I guess. was going to say, I think I would guess Philly. Then you have St. Louis, the Isles, the Canes, and Washington. I St. Louis. That's such a good group for them. Uh, St. Louis, yeah, I think I like Washington as well. Yeah, I think uh, Washington are not the Isles. <laughs> no, it would be very hard to for Carolina to get out of that group. Yeah. All right. Colorado, Columbus, Dallas, Vegas. That's a fun group. It's a lot of different styles. Yeah, I think I like Colorado and Vegas, honestly. Yeah, so, uh, and then the last group, Tampa Bay, the Rangers, Edmonton, and Pittsburgh. That is just a brutal group for the <laughs> Rangers. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of sucks to keep going chalk, but how do you not feel like Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh are the teams to beat there? Yeah. I mean, maybe there's a world where Tampa throws and Edmonton gets in. Yeah. But I mean, the Rangers are screwed. I just don't. If the Rangers won a game in that group, I think they'd be excited. Yeah. Straight up (laughs) that. Yeah. That's, that's a tough group. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you on that one. Uh, you never know. This is why we need to see this because we can't predict the upsets that would happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you'd be looking at potentially Boston, Philly, St. Louis, Washington, Colorado, Vegas, Tampa, Pittsburgh. Interesting. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to make of it. Uh, may, I'll probably try and, and whip up a little video of some kind explaining the, the GSL picking and, and formatting. But either way, I, that's all I got, AJ, as we try to have a little fun here before the, I guess we've been calling it August the 1st edition. Yeah, 1st August. <laughs> yeah. 1st August, yeah. To steal from Evan. One August wasn't enough, so the NHL has another one now. Yep. And then maybe maybe if this goes long enough, then the second August we'll actually see something happen in it. True. All of a sudden, July is, is part of first August now. <laughs> first August. Good lord, here we go. So that is what it is. The NHL We'll be back when it's back. That's all we know at this point. Either way, the NVR and this Avs podcast will be here every day of the week, as always, bringing you some kind of content. Tomorrow, question show. Ought to be real weird. Expecting some off-the-wall questions. Had a lot, had a good time with, uh, with your questions last time. Keep the weird ones coming, especially with no NHL going on. But... We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll keep you updated as we find things out. And as always, always appreciate you listening. Thanks for all of that. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Mile High Green Cross has award-winning products and has everyday low prices on their in-house 
products such as $99 prepack ounces and five V3 hash oil cartridges for a hundred bucks. When you sign up for their loyalty program, you can get 20% off once a month, every single month. If you're already signed up and you haven't cashed that in, just let them know about this DNVR ad and they'll get you all hooked up. They have a convenient location at 9th and Broadway with parking in the back. So they're super easy to get in and out of. And they even accept hyper if you don't have any cash on you. Great, easy, quick, get what you need, get out. Just remember to use that 20% off from their loyalty program. DMVR Avalanche with Hayfully and Rudo. DMVR Avalanche with Hayfully.